0: Hello, and welcome to Dockside, the podcast that helps you save and enjoy the waters you love by sharing clean and safe boating practices. I'm your host, Sarah Kennedy. In today's episode, we will meet Evan Schwartz, the Marine Debris Program Manager for the California Coastal Commission. Evan will be sharing with us how significant the plastic pollution problem is in California, what we currently know about the issue, what the state is doing about it and some new programs that could help stem the tide of trash entering our waterways and oceans each year. Welcome to the show, Eben. We are so excited to talk to you about this this important topic impacting not only California, but the world.
1: Thanks, Sarah. It's good to be here.
0: Thank you. And so let's start with some definitions. What is the marine debris?
1: Well, uh, believe it or not, uh, marine debris actually has a federal definition. Um, it is defined as any persistent solid material that is manufactured or processed and directly or indirectly, intentionally or unintentionally, disposed of or abandoned into the marine environment or the Great Lakes. Um, which is a lot of words to basically say it's any trash or litter that ends up in the marine or, uh, in the marine environment or the Great Lakes. Um, within marine debris, what we've been more focused on recently is plastic pollution itself. Um, plastic makes up the vast majority of the marine debris that we're finding each year. Um, and it's really, it is a subset of marine debris as a whole, but the larger issue is that plastic never goes away. It will never completely biodegrade. It breaks up into smaller pieces once it's out in the environment, which makes it even more difficult to manage. Um, And there is a lot of plastic out there. uh, And one of the big issues we face is that much of it isn't in the marine environment yet, um, but it has the potential to get there.
0: So you talk about plastic pollution and what is the main difference between marine debris and plastic pollution?
1: Well, plastic makes up the vast majority of the marine debris issue. Um, And uh, because of that, it has become the focus of much of our work, uh, not only because it's the majority of what's out there, but it's an increasing part of the marine debris problem Um, more and more products are being made of plastic, wrapped in plastic, packaged in plastic, and all of that plastic, um, because it's so light and durable, has the opportunity to become marine debris down the road. Um, So we work really hard to try to reduce uh, plastic pollution in the first place, and to stop it while it's still on land before it has a chance to flow out to the ocean.
0: Thank you. Um, What is marine debris composed of and how does it get into the ocean?
1: So marine debris is made up of basically any man-made, sorry, human-made items that you see in our world. Um, It can be made of metal, it can be made of glass, it can be made of paper. Um, But 80% of what we find is actually made of plastic. Um, A very small percentage of the marine debris problem uh, comes from ocean-based sources like uh, cargo ships or fishing vessels, uh, pleasure cruise ships. Uh, We generally estimate that about 20% of what we find in the ocean and on our shores comes from ocean-based sources, which means the vast majority, 80%, is coming from land. It's coming from land-based sources. It can come from litter. It can come from uh, industrial discharge, uh, like pellets and uh, plastic pieces that actually come from uh, the factories that are creating plastic for all these other purposes. Uh, It can come from uh, poor waste management, like... uh, Trash cans that don't have lids out in the environment, or um, items blowing out of uh, mismanaged landfills and things like that. Uh, and once it's out into the environment, plastic, which is so light uh, and oftentimes uh, buoyant, can find its way into waterways. And those waterways, you know, here in California, especially, everything flows downhill to the sea. And Uh, Because plastic, uh, much of the plastic that's out there can float, um, it can travel sometimes hundreds of miles through creeks, rivers, or storm drain systems, and flow out to the ocean. Um, So a lot of, I mean, there is a certain percentage of marine debris that is coming from beach and shoreline debris that's just left there by beachgoers, but the majority of it is coming from storm drains, sewage systems and rivers and creeks. Uh, and you know it could start as a piece of trash on the sidewalk um, in, in, a, in a city and then ultimately end up in our ocean. So I I always like to say that every piece of trash you see is a piece of marine debris that's just waiting to happen.
0: That makes sense. We're having some of our biggest storms we've ever had in California. And as I go along the beach, this is when I see the most amount of trash um, along our beach, which ends up in our oceans. It's pretty sad. Um, What are some of the impacts of plastic pollution?
1: There are a lot of impacts of plastic pollution, unfortunately. Um, You know, just from an aesthetic standpoint, uh, dirty beaches are not as attractive as clean beaches. And what we see that translate into is economic costs to coastal economies. Um, I mean, you know, here in California, we spend a minimum of $500 million every single year dealing with this problem. Um, But the impact to coastal economies is felt even more Uh, There was a study done by NOAA that showed that if the beaches of Orange County uh, were cleaner, they would see a 50% increase in tourism dollars uh, every single year. So that's a real impact, and it just shows that people prefer to go to cleaner beaches. Um, There are a lot of uh, horrible impacts to um, marine wildlife. Uh, I think this is the the area that most people are most familiar with. Uh, the latest estimates are that over 800 different species of animals have been impacted by marine debris, either through entanglement or ingestion. Um, and ingestion can cause numerous impacts to uh, to marine wildlife. Um, you know, we are losing hundreds of thousands of marine mammals every single year. To impacts from plastic pollution. Uh, And then the the area that is of growing concern is the impact to human health. Um, We know that there's a lot of toxic chemicals used in the creation of plastic, and those chemicals can uh, migrate off the plastics once they enter the marine environment, and at the same time, other toxic chemicals that are out in the environment will glom onto these plastic bits. And we know these plastic bits are being ingested by fish and they move up the food chain and bioaccumulate into larger animals. And if they're being ingested by fish, that means they're ending up on our dinner plates. Um, There are studies done now that have shown that in both California and Indonesia, over 50% of the uh, fish species in these fish markets had plastics in their systems. Um, So we know we're ingesting plastics, and we've seen in fish that these plastic bits and chemicals associated with them are migrating into tissue and causing cancerous growths. We haven't been able to show the exact same correlation in human health, but we know we're ingesting a lot of plastic just in our daily lives, not just through eating fish, but plastic is airborne. You know, it becomes very, very small and can be airborne. It's in our drinking water. Um, the latest estimate I saw was that just by eating, drinking, and breathing normally, all of us are ingesting about five grams of plastic every single week. So that's the equivalent of eating a credit card.
0: Yikes. Um, yeah. So how is, our, <laughs> how is our country contributing to this issue, both positively and negative, negatively?
1: Well. Um, On the negative side, uh, and I hate to start there, but it's always fun to end with positives. Um, On the negative side, we generate more plastic waste than any other country in the world. Uh, So in 2016, for example, the U.S. generated 42 million metric tons of plastic waste. Um, We only have a little over 4% of the world's population. So that means that per capita... Each of us is generating 130 kilograms of plastic waste a year. So that's anywhere from two to eight times that of the next largest polluting countries. Um, in all of our systems, uh, in all of our waste management systems, even as advanced as our waste management systems are, there's leakage. Plastic gets lost along the way, whether it's through litter, whether it's elsewhere in the chain. It's I mean it gets lost right at the at the production level, um, enough of that is entering the aquatic environment, the marine environment being deposited into the oceans to the point where a uh, a recent National Academy of Sciences report estimated that the US could be the third largest contributor to global ocean plastic waste. So we're putting a lot of plastic into the world's oceans right now. At the same time, the U.S., and especially California, is a world leader, probably the world leader in innovative solutions to this issue. Uh, It's been on our minds here in the state for decades now, and we have been building in new solutions, um, new legislation, new regulations, new uh, mechanical devices, all sorts of different ways that we are impacting the solution positively to set an example for the rest of our country and for the world.
0: Wow. And is there a link between plastic pollution and climate change?
1: There is. And the link is growing um, because the plastic industry is planning to increase production by 40 percent over the next 20 years. Um, You know, as we're decarbonizing our transportation fleet, the oil and gas industry, because most plastics are made from petroleum products. Uh, So the oil and gas industry is looking to plastics as a way to substitute profits that they're losing from not selling as much fuel to fuel our our transportation fleet. Um, So with a 40% increase in production over the next 20 years, that means that by 2040 plastic, the production, of plastic will account for 20% of the world's use of fossil fuels. So we do know that there are dramatic impacts just from the production of plastic, but between the production and incineration of plastics around the world, um, currently plastics account for about 15% of greenhouse gas emissions. And that number will only grow if the production of plastics increases as planned.
0: Well, I'm sure many people listening are hearing this and thinking, how can I help? So how can individuals help with this crisis?
1: Um, well, there are lots of different ways uh, that people can help with this. You know, it, it seems enormous, but individual actions, when taken collectively, can have a huge impact. I used to talk about this before the state banned uh, plastic grocery bags. You know, if everybody in our state substituted one plastic grocery bag for a reusable grocery bag one time each year, that's 38 million plastic grocery bags that never get used and never have the potential to become marine debris. So we have a chance for incredible impact through individual actions that will have a large collective footprint. so some examples are you can pack a waste-free lunch, bring your reusable water bottle, have it in a reusable lunch sack. There, that all by itself, just not using those plastic bags to uh, to pack your sandwich in will have a huge impact. Um, reusable water bottles are a great substitute for single-use disposable plastic water bottles. Uh, so are reusable shopping bags. You know, the biggest issue we have uh, when it comes to marine debris is single-use disposable plastics. It makes up the vast majority of what we find in the oceans and ultimately what breaks down into small plastic bits. So the more we can avoid single-use disposable plastics, uh, the the better for our collective impact. Um And then you can always participate in a beach or neighborhood cleanup. You know, we run California Coastal Cleanup Day every year in September. It's our state's largest annual volunteer event and uh, people love it. It's a lot of fun um, and it's an incredibly important effort because not only are we picking up trash that before the winter rains come and all that trash gets washed out into, uh, into the ocean, but we also collect data about what we're finding out on the beach. And this data record stretches back now to 1988. This is the largest data set on trash in the world. And we've used that data to inform policies and regulations that are having a real impact on this problem here in California. Um, It also helps us evaluate how effective these policies can be, because we can track trends over time to see if a certain policy has been effective. So for one example, back in 2010, before plastic bag bans were really in effect, plastic grocery grocery bags made up almost 9% of what we were picking up. By 2017, the year after our statewide plastic bag ban went into effect. That number was down to 1.3%. So that is a huge drop in our data set that we simply don't see. Our data is really stable from year to year, except when we enact a new policy that specifically targets some of these items. Um, So the data is incredibly important from from the cleanup, but it also helps to raise awareness about this issue and to help build a constituency that wants to see change. You know, we've been running Coastal Cleanup Day since 1985. We have had over 1.6 million people participate over that time. Generations of Californians, you know, kids who came out to the cleanup in 1985 are now bringing their kids out to the cleanup um, and maybe even their grandkids. So generations of people have seen this problem and have acted on this problem, and they don't want to keep doing beach cleanups. They want the beach to be a clean place for all of us to enjoy. And so what we have here in California is this incredibly strong constituency that calls for change. And because of that, our state has enacted all sorts of new laws and regulations, um, not just around specific items but even around plastic packaging as a whole. um, There's a new bill that was just passed last year that is, we call it the Circular Economy Bill. It's built to bring producers to the table to help manage this problem from a life cycle standpoint so that producers will be responsible for the take back and recycling of their own products, especially plastic packaging, which we know is the biggest problem out there. So we're seeing a lot of really positive change here in California. It's a really exciting time to be involved in this issue um, because not only are we seeing change here, but we're seeing change globally. Uh, There was an agreement reached last year to form a global treaty on plastic pollution. Uh, And the agreement addresses the entire life cycle of plastics from extraction to production all the way to end of life, uh, and it was signed by 175 countries, including the U.S. So by 2024, there will be a treaty brought forward to uh, the United Nations that will be the largest global agreement since the Paris Accor- uh, since the Paris Accords on climate change. Um, so this is progress like we've never seen uh, in this field as long as I've been working on it, and uh, it's a really exciting moment um, where we're seeing real change and um, real steps forward in in true solutions, not just cleanup, not just recycling, but actual reductions in the amount of plastic that's being produced in the first place.
0: That's very exciting news. And um, back to you know the coastal cleanup day. Um, how is this event helping with the marine debris problem? Well, let's like look back on that, and then how can people find a coastal cleanup day near them?
1: Well, I mean, the biggest part about Coastal Cleanup Day is that we pick up trash. So we get tens of thousands of people out there for just a few hours uh, on one Saturday in September. And a couple hours later, close to a million pounds of trash has been removed. Um, So it's an enormous impact that takes very little effort and is a lot of fun. Uh, And we, we get people hooked on this issue. Uh, we have, you know, Coastal Cleanup lifers out there that did it once and will do it every single year. Uh, I love going to site captain meetings around the state before the event uh, in September and seeing some of the, uh, the veterans out there with their Coastal Cleanup Day t-shirts from 1989 and just full of holes, And but they'll they'll never give them up because they they're so proud of their involvement in this issue. Uh, and as I mentioned, their involvement has led to much greater change, much uh, deeper solutions to this problem than what we've seen before. Um, to find a cleanup is really easy. We have a website set up uh, that, you know, later in the summer, people will be able to go to the website. It's coastalcleanupday.org and find a map of all the sites in the state. Uh, we generally have close to a 1,000 individual cleanup sites located everywhere in the state from the sierra all the way to the sea uh, and from the coast of oregon all the way down to the border of 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 mexico so they'll be able to find a site and all the information they need to participate is located within each of those little site bubbles Um, so later in the summer maybe around july or august people can visit coastalcleanupday.org find their site and get ready to get involved.
0: Thank you, yeah. I I took my two kids down to a local cleanup last summer and no, it was a lot of fun. We got to go to the beach and um, spend the day cleaning up trash. And I educated them about the importance of keeping the place cleaner than how you found it. And no, it was a great day, met some new people. It's always fun. Um, so do you have any final thoughts about marine debris that you can share with our listeners
1: um, I just want people to know that I think this is a problem that we can solve together um, not just through individual actions but collectively as I mentioned and by um, learning growing aware and changing our behaviors to be able to vote with our wallets and convince uh, the world that you know we can we can find ways to reduce um, plastic pollution, prevent it from getting out to the ocean, and capturing it uh, at all stages of its life cycle. Um, So you can visit our website to learn more about the problem. We have a great page on our website called The Problem with Marine Debris um, that's been recently updated, so you can find that also at coastalcleanupday.org, and please come out to a beach cleanup. Uh, It's easy. As you said, it's a lot of fun. And it's your first step into a lifetime of coastal stewardship.
0: Thank you, Evan. Thank you for your time today. And thank you all out there for joining us. Please plan to tune in for our future episodes. And for more information about marine debris, how you can be part of the solution, and how you can participate in the largest volunteer event in our state, please visit coastalcleanupday.org. That's coastalcleanupday.org. This podcast was brought to you by California State Parks, the California Coastal Commission, and the San Francisco Estuary Partnership. It is partially funded by the Division of Boating and Waterways Clean Vessel Act Education Program and the Federal Clean Vessel Grant Act Program.